My name is Matthew Kroll. And if it bleeds, it leads. My name is Shahir Doubt. No, that's not what the saying that's is. If it bleeds, same. we can kill it. That's the... You know what they should do is the newspaper predator movie. That's if it bleeds, it leads. Your, your name is Shahir Dowd. <laughs> it is Shahir Dowd. <laughs> do we do it again or do we keep it? No, let's keep it. I say All let's right. keep it. And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the film Prey. Oh my God, do a Prey. <laughs> uh, that I wish that played during this film. That would have uh, been cool. Yeah, I mean, not out of place at all, but totally, no. totally on point. I think so. I think so. Matt, how we, we've just done a twenty-minute catch-up where we've just been talking about our lives. But how are you? Let's let's do it again. No, but let's <laughs> pretend like we didn't. Yeah. Oh, I'm great. I just came back from visiting my folks. It was it was lovely. Uh, I went and got Chinese food, which is a delight because right. normally uh, with some gluten some gluten adjacent mm-hmm. things with uh, with Jamie, I, I cannot uh, indulge often. Uh, I learned a card game. We watched Prey with I watched Prey with my dad. My, that that plays into the whole Topham gonna, mythos of is, my entirety of my father. The Predator movies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I remember the, how, how this all played out. Um, that's great. Uh, yeah. Is is your what is the card game involved? Does it involve like lasers and? No, it was literally called Thirty One or Scat. I never played it before. Uh, basically, I mean, it's a card game. You play with a deck, and you, you know, this is not exploding kittens. This is not my normal stuff. Though I will say, Shahir, mm. um, the, today was a holiday in its own right for me. This was uh, the Dwarven Forge Wildlands release day. Uh, I don't know what any of those words mean. Dwarven Forge is miniature mod- uh, mo- modular terrain for Dungeons and Dragons and other role-playing games, and it's also uh, a little bit pricey and quite rare, depending on what like uh, release you want to get. And uh, this is the one day where they're going to have leftovers of their Wildlands thing, which is like woods and swamps and waterfalls and shit. And I spent too much money, but I got all the pieces I wanted, and it was very, very nice. Nice. Uh, what about you, buddy? How you been? Uh, I'm being good. I like again, still out of the loop in terms of watching things. I am slowly catching up with Mad Men. Um, Don Draper is the fucking worst. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's that's about it. I've been working uh, long hours trying to get stuff done. A little bit scattershot, feeling like I'm all over the map. But I was glad that I could settle in to watch Dan Trachtenberg's new movie, Prey, on Hulu. Though I am disappointed it was on Hulu. Uh, I was looking... Uh, this is... We'll get into a whole conversation about sure. why this movie should have been perhaps on the big screen. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll come to that in a moment. In the meantime... What's the meantime? The Greenwich meantime uh, is... <laughs> we, we have an email! We actually have a couple of emails. Uh, an email came in just as we we're about to start. We'll save that for next week. Uh, again, thank you for everybody who's emailing us in at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. We have been trying to get through all those emails, but the people keep sending them. And you know what? We love it. So yeah. keep doing it. Do more. Uh, and this email uh, was a response to a question that you had from Uh-oh. our Bob's Burgers episode just a couple of weeks ago, which was, I love the idea. Oh, this is Jacob, by the way. <laughs> I love the idea of using a movie as an entry point to a show. Keeping up with the movies is essentially my huge anthology TV show. All that said, I had not seen any of Bob's Burgers before the film. This was a question yeah. you asked. Did anyone yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not watched any Bob's Burgers and would watch the movie first? And I was mixed on the film. Mm-hmm. I didn't laugh out loud that much, but it also didn't find my attention drifting. I was engaged, but not in the way I was accustomed to. I have since learned what happened. I was watching something that was incredibly wholesome that consisted of very little real tension. The wholesome vibe kind of lets you know that nothing truly horrible is going to happen in any way that leaves you feeling truly horrible. And so despite feeling feeling mixed about the film, I kept feeling I wanted to watch an episode. And so I watched the episode of the latest uh, latest season and was hooked immediately. The characters clicked. The writing really shined. I've since nearly completed the season and and even attended their panel at Comic-Con, which I attended for the first time. Has since having moved to San Diego. I think Matt really nailed it with his description of the show lacking cynicism. Uh, I forgot you could have shows like that. Maybe I didn't realize you quite could. So yeah, bring on the burgers of the day. I want to eat every one. So baby, you can chive my car. Um, <laughs> thank you, Jacob, for that email. Thank you for answering the, yeah. the, the, the important question here, which was, could you gateway yourself into the series from the movie? It's actually opened up a kind of a thing for me as well, though, which is Ooh. like, was were we too easy on the lack of tension in the movie? Uh, because no. we were fans of the show. I don't think so. I think here's the deal. Um, I think it's, to Jacob's point, it is rare to have that. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that if you are not uh, privy to the show, you are definitely not used to. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that we were we were used to it and therefore it kind of washed over us. But again, I don't think, I, I, 
I don't think that's a bug. That's kind of a feature. Right. Uh, it's just your entry point. Kind of, again, to Jacob, a phenomenal, phenomenal breakdown of how you sort of uh, experienced it. Um, you you caught the bug the same way you would have had you watched an episode. Yeah. And, and then it, you would have gotten the vibe from the movie and it, you would have been expected as opposed to a surprise. I think so, that's yeah. what we said about the show as well, about the movie itself, which was that it was it was like an extended episode. Yeah. 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 And so if, if you like the show, you will like the movie inevitably. Yeah. Uh, so again, thank you to everyone who wrote us in. Only movie podcast at gmail at I'm gonna gmail. say com. I'm gonna say it slow so you know it. Only movie podcast <laughs> at gmail com. Email us in. Hey, you listener, the one, the one listener out there who's never emailed us in. I'm speaking directly to you. Right. Why don't you write us? Why don't you write anything? Us? It doesn't. It literally does not matter what you say. Right. Uh, but I want to hear from you. You specifically. That's right. This is Matt talking to you, internet person that I can't say their name because that would be rude, right? I don't want to say it in front of everybody, right? I don't want people blowing up your spot. Write us in. Right. <laughs> um, could you tell us what praise about, and man, I would have loved someone to, you know, again, just to write us in and, and to have this movie experience without realizing it's a predator movie. Like imagine, oh, that. interesting. Yeah, imagine just really watching fun. this movie, thinking, "Oh, wow, it's this, it's this Comanche story," yeah. and then in the middle of it, realizing it's a Predator movie. That yeah, would be that'd be amazing. dope. That's yeah. my that's my dream before I die. I want to be watching a movie. Yeah, don't know what it's about fully, and then the Predator shows up. That's that's <laughs> what I really, really, really want. I mean, we kind of got that with uh, was that uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds movie, Life, right? Where Venom turns up at the Venom end. Venom turns up, yeah, <laughs> sure, but that's that's uh, knockoff non TM Venom, and also. I I don't know. I just I I just want I want the experience because that would freak out. Anyway, anyway. Uh, IMDB describes Prey as the origin story of the Predator in the world of the Comanche Nation 300 years ago. Naru, a skilled female warrior, fights to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved predators to land on Earth. Um. So I don't know if I would call this an origin story of the Predator. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. This, I mean, they've in terms of the Predator franchise, this is the earliest we've seen. No, though, but, but there are others films which have explored the origins of the Predator in more detail, yeah. right? Like, so I mean, and, even the um, the Predators, which we watched uh, uh, last year, yep, um, uh, the Shane Black film, sort of explored the mythology of the Predator a little bit more, right? Sure. And Alien versus Predator does it a bunch too, <laughs> right? And as we touched on in that episode, there is an entire mythology. There, what are the Predators actually called? Like they have a specific name, right? Oh, I don't fucking know. No, there's a, there's a there's a big predator mythology. Yeah, but uh, I don't care. That's the <laughs> point. Like like, look, I'll 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 go into the lore of of stuff that that's I'm called. Watching. They call Yucha. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. But the the fact of the matter is, I guess is sort of getting into my first thoughts. Uh, what I want out of a predator movie <laughs> is is the predator showing up. To a uh, group of people, and 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 literally hunting them, and then have people figure out with their wits and their will how to uh, defeat said being who has come for the sport of killing. That's ah. what I want. Mm -hmm. That's what I want from this franchise. And it felt like for a while, um, despite the fact, if I remember correctly, I know people had problems with predators. Uh, I I don't remember hating it maybe i'm thinking of it through rose colored glasses i'll have to go listen to the episode again the shane black film yeah yeah, yeah. um but, but it's like that was super campy and i watched it at alamo draft house and i was laughing the entire time so like <laughs> i had fun I, I remember yeah um but that's not really where i want my predator i think i need i need my predator right in the pocket the pocket of of uh sort of alone and hopeless uh overcoming odds etc cetera, etc cetera. and and i do feel that Prey is easily the best Predator film since the original 80s version. Like, right. uh, straight up, no questions asked. Uh, even though I have a soft spot for Predator 2, right. he's in the city with a few days to kill. <laughs> um, the it just, it just sort of hit all the notes for me. I love how you don't even deal with the predator much for the first 40 minutes and you're just learning about this sort of tribe and what the the you know what the problems that Naru's having uh they're sort of being overlooked and not being uh sort of accepted as a hunter even though her brother's like becomes like the best hunter Tata, um, he's, uh, yeah. he's 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 the greatest yeah. and he by the way would totally rock a boy band today 
Like that guy was. Oh yeah, he was. <laughs> that real guy pretty. was a heartthrob. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. It was. I, I was so shocked and happy that this movie worked out. I, again, I said I watched it with my father. Mm-hmm. Something I noticed about my father, <laughs> which is very interesting. So, okay, I think he wants to be sometimes, uh, especially with movies and me. And I, Dad, if you're listening, I don't think you do. So, but this is a, you, we'll, we can talk about this after the fact if this, if this sparks anything. Um, I think he wants to seem more in the know and on the same page with me. Okay. That, like, than he might be. Okay. And so during during a certain scene, and I'll get into which scene it was, I laughed out loud. I was like, oh, my God. Like, and what it was was jubilation. It was excitement. It was me really liking what I was seeing and what I was experiencing. Right. I think what he read it as was me thinking the movie was dumb. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of it, a couple times that sort of happened, He's, I was like, oh, I, you know, I was like, what did you think about it? He's like, yeah, it was all right. And then after I was like, oh, no, I really liked it. And I was talking through the reasons that we'll talk about on this podcast. Then he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like really, yeah, no, I totally get that. So I think he like was trying to mirror my, my but again, maybe, maybe I'm entirely wrong. Maybe I'm being too selfish in that read. Um, what was, what do you think his disappointments were if he, if I don't prior think it, to the, I don't think he was disappointed. That's my point. I think he thought I was going to say that it was meh, all right. And I was laughing at it and it was silly and like whatever. But when right. I, I, but like, because when I started singing its praises, he lit up and started singing its praises in a more sort of honest and like excitable manner. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, like it, it was just a weird, it was one of those weird human <laughs> moments that I, that I kind of caught. Um, but yeah, this movie's great. Uh, the uh, just straight out the gate, I'll say it. The I, I love the look of it. Oh yeah, um, gorgeous. The, the gorgeous. vistas Shotton's, and everything uh, are wonderful. Uh, uh, I'm not sure where it was shot. Actually, it uh, was in Montreal. I believe it was upstate Toronto, uh, ca- yeah. uh, Canada. But uh, let me find that out while you keep talking. I apologize. Yeah. Um, what else? The 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 very minimal script. Again, you don't need a fancy script for a Predator movie. You just need sort of the things that are happening in a in a fun and and important way. Every uh, I feel like this movie did something that a lot of movies don't, and it tied off every bow. And by that I mean, there are moments in this movie where something's happening for an extended period of time, and then it like ends, and you're like, okay, I guess that was like a cool tension moment or a action sequence or like who gives a, sh- a sure like why did we whatever all right mm. and then by the end it pays off mm. like whereas i feel like oftentimes in action movies in this day and age uh it's like all right we're in set piece one we're doing this because we're in cairo great now oh no it, we moved to prague and now there's a car chase and we're in the car chase everything here felt very and i know it's a limited scope film they're not traveling like that but like it felt very purposeful mm. and it felt like they were trying to show us Naru figuring out how to best this thing that was hunting her tribe. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just, I don't know. I dug the fuck out of it. I thought it was really, really fun. And to your point, uh, I think, yeah, it was weird that it wasn't in theaters. I was kind of glad it wasn't so I could sit at home and watch it with my dad. But, um, you know, I would have liked the option to see it in a theater, I think. Yeah, yeah. So the, 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 the sort of the frustration about watching this particular movie at home was the scenes that... Why wasn't this movie like uh, you know promoted in theaters uh, in a big way? Because it is the exact kind of like overtly cinematic experience that would just slay in a movie theater, right? Like yeah. you just watch it and go, "This movie would kill in a movie theater." Um, and you know, to Dan Trachtenberg's credit, um, it's deeply cinematic, incredibly heartfelt, and probably gets the predator mythos bitter than any film that has come since the original John McTiernan film. Yeah. Um, and and in, in many ways, that is um, somewhat probably the only fault of the film, which is that it recreates the essential qualities of the first film uh, so closely. But that in many ways, also, that is what every film that has come since uh, since the original film has missed as well. Yeah. Um, so it's actually, it's, it's kind of just a great uh, palate cleanser in many ways. Uh, Dan 
Trachtenberg, uh, former uh, podcast host of the Totally Rad Show, uh, who since then made the the famous Portal short film, which launched his career and got him into Ten Cloverfield Lane, which we both loved. Um, yep. And uh, has since then been directing episodes of The Boys and, and many other things. Um, uh, you know, really shows again here that his command of um, action set pieces is really um, uh, informed by character more than anything. You know, like he really understands what is at stake for this character in this scene, not what matter you know like not as what are the most not what is the most visually important mo- um uh motif here yeah. and and so i think uh again to, to sort of the 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 big uh conceit here is uh putting the film uh in the context of a native american tribe in the early 1700s there is obviously uh as both fans of predator 2 which we could all we could i think we can agree is a lesser film than this but we yeah. uh, we, I, I, we we spotted the tie in right for, between this film and predator 2 which right. one which uh the 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 gun that she is hand, hand, uh that she gets from the french trappers at the end is the gun that the predator gives to the to da- uh Danny Glover right, at the right, end right, of right. Uh, predator 2 yeah uh, which means they come back to go get it like i don't know i, yeah. I, I just think it's a, it's a it's a fun little tie in yeah um uh you know i think all of that is really great i did something which was that i watched it in the comanche dub um, because really, could, yeah, you could. So if you're in Hulu, uh, there are two options to watch this movie. One is in English as it's, uh, as, it, as it's done. And then there is a Comanche dub of the film. And I, I was like, look, I, I want to see, I like what, what it reminded me of. And it is not the best reference point for any of this because of the, the toxicity of the filmmaker at, at the helm of this. And so whatever you think of this person, you know, uh, disregard whatever, what, what I'm about to say. But I think Mel Gibson, in the case of the film Apocalypto, you know, deciding to make that film in its original language was a really um, uh, striking um, example of a Hollywood filmmaker saying, no, this, this, is the, this is the way those people speak and this is yeah. what we should do to represent them. So I was, uh, you know, and I remember watching that and, you know, even his, his film, The Passion of the Christ, which was spoken in Aramaic, um, I think for me was really striking in terms of like, I think that adds a layer of complexity to the film or a, a layer of richness and detail that I actually really want. Um, so I decided to watch it in the Comanche dub. Uh, unfortunately, it is a dub, not uh, not sub. So so I heard, I, so I didn't know it was, A, that it was out, yeah. but uh, but B, I, I, I was hoping when I heard that it was coming, yeah. that it would be alt takes said. No, unfortunately, in, it, is a, yeah. it is a dub, um, which is a little... Yeah, and so in the hierarchy of things that I want from a film... Um, it, you know, having characters speak in their native in their native tongues is one of them, but that's probably lesser than seeing a dub, which I often find can lessen the emotional impact of what's happening in a scene, regardless. Yeah. Um. So, so that was the, the you know the, the mixed bag there, but I I really wanted to, um, I, I wanted to hear the language basically. You know, it was my big thing, um, and I think you know this movie really. Um, really takes advantage of like the three or four things that it that it has going for it in a big way. One is its location. Mm-hmm. Two is its lack of of over, uh, lack of increasing complexity in the mythology of the predator. Yep. You know, like it doesn't. It isn't out here trying to like change what we know about the predator. It is retelling that story. It gives. There are some details that are um, that are changing, but also it's dealing with a group of people that are hunters themselves. And you know, in the case of uh, Naru, Amber Midthunder's character, uh, it is a it is a person who is trying to find their own as a hunter. And so when she comes up against a hunter who is far superior to anyone in her tribe. And she has to overcome not just the the you know not just the tiger that she was going to hunt, uh, which was the big bad, but something that is far more uh, far more powerful. I think th- th- what what ends up happening is the movie's just got a clear through line that where the predator is almost incidental, you know, like and and in a way. I think that, sorry, I think that was a mountain lion. Oh, mountain lion. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. but the predator itself is is in a way incidental to the story of Naru finding her place in the tribe. It it could be anything. It could be a bear or whatever. It's sure. great that it's a predator, um, but it, <laughs> but but it's it's incidental to the core emotional 
weight of the story. It's it's, it's incidental to that. And I, uh, there, I when you said that it, it it's got a uh, not a lot of script, I actually I disagree with that. Which is that well, not it, a lot of dialogue. I should have said yeah, not a lot of dialogue, but it is a really well constructed screenplay mm-hmm. where where action is motivated by character. And I think that's really, really smart. There's a few things in here. Again, I didn't quite understand exactly what was happening uh, or how things worked or um, uh, exactly how some of the technology worked in, in some case, in one case in particular. Or it was kind of a revelation when it when, when Ooh, it was, Which one? We we'll we'll get to it. It's right at oh. the very end. Oh, okay. um, but, uh, you know, none of that detracted from the experience. And the reason why this is a movie that's not playing in theaters right now is really, it, it is kind of silly, which is that this movie was a holdover from when Disney purchased Fox. And so uh, Fox, uh, in part of that purchase agreement, um, certain movies were allocated to go straight to streaming. Um, and unfortunately, there's weird things that happened there, which is Death of the Nile, for example, was a movie where they fought to have a theatrical run for that movie, because probably because it had franchise IP ahead of it. Um, so they thought, well, we can make some money off of this one. Whereas this one, because I would venture to guess, because it's Native American, because it doesn't feature any movie stars, um, despite the fact that it... it the Predator itself is not a selling point, as it turns out. And I think that that is actually correct, um, which is that Arnold Schwarzenegger was the selling point of that movie uh, back in the day. And no film has really capitalized, you know, like no film has demonstrated that The Predator is a viable franchise. Like none of these movies have made a lot of money. Um, um, I think they've all uh, made their money back, Alien though. versus Predator? I think they've all made their money back. Well, I, none of them have made a lot of money. No, that's no, that's very true. I, I think... Like, they're, the, they're not, like, huge selling points, you know, like... No, but the interesting thing I find here, and, and again, I know that the difference is one Sir Thomas of Cruz, but, mm-hmm. like, let's look at let's look at Top Gun. Yeah. Top Gun, even in the 80s, was a joke. Like, it, people it, like it, it's a cult classic and whatever, but, like, there were two... a there were, shit ton of money. <laughs> It, but there were two Hot Shots movies. They were like, people were Top just sort Gun of making fun is, of it. Like, you cannot compare Top Gun and Predator in terms of scale, budget-wise. Those, but that what, movie made a fuck ton of money. It, but what I'm saying is, from a cultural zeitgeist perspective, Top Gun wasn't... Uh, how do I put it? Top Gun wasn't uh, beloved. It was a oh, meme at a certain point. I think... I, I, I not, not Look, there's no metric here that we can suggest to... to to say that, but uh, uh, Top Gun is, you know, you know it's huge. E- it, back in the day, is huge. My, my point more is, and I'm not talking about pure box office yeah. here, I'm talking about, like, public per- public perception of, a pro- of an IP. Right. Uh, Predator never, I guess, got to that sort of level, but my point is especially in a time when they're like, well, we're remaking Top Gun, like, I don't see why they wouldn't have tried to do something like this in... I mean, again, it's more contractual, I think, like what you said. It's the Fox merger. It has to go to a streaming service, etc. But, like, especially after the lesson you learn with that, with, with pulling that IP up and, and the insane number of uh, amount of money that uh, Top Gun Maverick made. I think, isn't uh, Top Gun Maverick, like, one of the highest grossing yeah, movies of all time yeah, now? Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy I, to me, because I thought it was just fine. <laughs> um, I really liked it. But yeah. um, the... Yeah, I, I, I think we boil this one down to nuttery in, in business dealings. I mean, the we talked about it last week, I think, because it just broke, but the, the Batgirl news and, mm. and Scoob and, like, what's going on over at Discovery, HBO, Warner Brothers, whatever the fuck they're going to call it. They're yeah. going to merge all their shit. Man, uh, you know, it, we're, we're starting to see the veneer come off, I think, of, like, uh, of... Uh, publicly of of companies that make things because at the end of the day uh you know uh for a very brief moment of time we we increased a lot of value for the shareholders that's basically what all movie making has kind of in in these levels has broken down to Mm. and if they can get a 90 million dollar tax write-off off of uh batgirl yeah they're not going to release it fuck you (laughs) like (laughs) like there's there's it's weird now. Uh, so I, I totally understand how this got stuck in that quagmire. Yeah. And it stinks because this is a really strong movie that would have been really cool to see in a theater. I think um, also, you know, in terms of like uh, our, our our friend's podcast, The Taste of Time, there is this sort of thing about this particular film, which is that you watch it and you instantly know 
this movie is going to find an audience. This movie is yeah. going to find, uh, you know, hopefully. And, you know, I, I was thinking a lot about um, uh, David Finch's Fight Club uh, this week. We were talking about it to, to some friends recently. And, you know, I, I saw that movie opening weekend and I absolutely loved it. That movie flopped hard <laughs> in its mm-hmm. opening weekend. You know, like it got bad word of mouth reviews uh, and it didn't do a lot of box office. Um, but what happened is that movie found an audience over time uh, because of DVDs. And, mm. you know, it had this really great DVD, which circulated um, uh, probably college dorm rooms for a while. Um, but, you know, like it, it found its audience over time and it found a huge audience over time. Um, with this, I'm with, with Prey. Uh, I think I was list, uh, uh, following Mike Flanagan on Twitter, the director of um, the uh, Haunting of uh, the Haunting of Hell House? No, the Hell House Haunting? <laughs> the Haunting One of, of the House. ghost movies. One of yeah, those the ghost movies. pictures. In Doctor Strange. Um, not Doctor Strange, Doctor Sleep. Um, I love Doctor um, Sleep. But so just talking about much. the fact that, you know, like, what makes a movie repeat viewing these days is like th- is extra features it's it's extra commentaries it's extra um behind the scenes footage that came as a package that you would watch it with you know when, when you saw a movie that you really liked and you just wanted to absorb more of it um and pray you know while it has this comanche uh dub to it you know i hope that there is a a mechanism for which this film really starts to find an audience maybe it's in it's it's in the fact that it is um, it is a touch point for uh, action filmmaking in the terms of that it's a Native American lead, you know, uh, in a in what is ostensibly a blockbuster movie or designed to be a blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, movie. yeah. And I mean, here's the thing: I I want to reward Prey mm. for what it's done. I will buy this on Blu-ray. Right. I will watch it a few times. I would love to watch a commentary track. I'd like to watch it in Comanche. I this movie this it, and it's in the sweet pocket. It's like an hour thirty ish. Oh, so, so good. <laughs> like you get it. It's through. It's great. It's done. It's I just dug the hell out of it. I also want to watch it on a better TV than my parents had. Yeah. Um. Uh. Like I I I want to reward. I want to reward. It it feels silly because I pay for all these services. Hmm. Uh, but I want to like have this. I was also thinking about this weirdly enough. Uh, I'm kind of waiting for a box set, although they do have them separately. The Castlevania series on Netflix, mm-hmm. yeah. I think, is f- well and truly beyond its station of what it should have been or what I expected it to be. It is literally that's a series. I don't know if you ever watched it. Every episode is better than the next, right. and it runs four seasons. Right. And uh, I was not expecting that, just like I wasn't expecting Prey to be as excellent as it was. Yeah. I want to have those things. I want to be able to revisit those things long after Hulu merges with uh, dis- uh, with uh, Paramount Plus, and then they have uh, then Ten Cent buys them, <laughs> and then like all that, like because everything's gonna get fucking weird yeah um and i have a feeling a lot of these films are uh are going to get lost i mean we've started to see that even with um streaming rights or physical media like i, I i've told the story here and i guess we're on an arnold kick now right. true lies i had to buy a south american blu-ray of true lies because you can't get it streaming and you can't get it in the u.s right like that's weird um uh dogma would do to a lot of uh, fucking Smith movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, due to it's because it's in Harvey Weinstein's basically <laughs> back pocket base for some bullshit. Um, you can't get that. You can't stream that anywhere. Right. Like, it's it's weird. It, we we live in a we live in a society really? that that is so that is so used to just being like, oh yeah, that exists. I can get it. Yeah. Like if it's a, if it's media. Yeah. To have things not be available, and that's sort of just starting in the span of what this is, in the span of uh, download streaming, etc. It's like, oh, well, maybe you can't. Well, you like, know, it's funny because I think uh, the Batgirl thing is sort of interesting because there are movies that have been, you know, unreleased in time, mm-hmm. um, you know, many of them. Uh, but I think what what why people have jumped onto the Batgirl thing is, uh, again, uh, a, uh, a Latina female lead as Batgirl for one, uh, a female lead superhero film. And in fact, there was a superhero film as well. Um, you yeah. Know, with, and with, they were getting Michael Keaton back as Batman, which people have been yeah. wanting for a long ass time. And He's also in The Flash, right? <laughs> as as uh, Kind. Up, man, how we go, look, I, I sorry, I even mentioned it. We should do a whole episode <laughs> on that. No, let's not. Okay, um, but but let's let's talk, let's drill down specifically on what we want from a predator movie and why prey delivers, which I think in many ways 
what pre- what's the the original John McTiernan film uh, delivered upon was the idea of survival, right? Like like mm-hmm. of uh, and survival not just against the foe uh, of the predator, but but uh, survival against the elements uh, and figuring out how to use how to harness the elements in order to um, to defeat the predator. Yeah, the is- only way to kill a hunter is to hunt it. Like, I think the thing that I really love about the first Predator, and obviously this opinion has grown and morphed uh, as I've gotten older. When you're young, it's just like, whoa, army dudes fight an alien, Arnold has to get mud on him, and he fucking does the thing. But what what that movie is actually doing is kind of showing you, for lack of a better term, how useless sort of bravado and bullshit is. Yeah. Like, uh, hardware and muscles and, like, uh, just, like, a fucking uh, gung-ho attitude of a G.I. Joe platoon. Mm. Will You will not survive that. Yeah. There is a thing that is hunting you. And the only time when Arnold starts to be able to turn the tides in that movie is when he starts thinking like a hunter, not a soldier. Right. And that is is such an interesting thing that I f- honestly feel like maybe Predator 2 kind of does it, but not nearly as much. Other than that, other than Prey, Predator movies haven't done. Yeah. Um, because they lost that somewhere along the way. That's the reason this... That, look, the Predator as a design, mm-hmm. cool as hell. Yeah. Like, it's a cool monster that is a sport hunter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird and it's neat because yeah. humans are used to not being sport hunted yeah. um, uh, on, in general. So... Uh, this movie in particular goes back to that to that uh, ethos and even expands upon it again. More spoiler town here, but the uh, you kind of get into the methodology of when a predator hunts and when it doesn't. Mm. Like because there's times when it doesn't consider her or other things not or other things a threat and yeah. therefore doesn't go for them yeah. because there's a certain code of what it's trying to do and we've learned in the other movies are trying to prove themselves and then there's that bullshit there's about trophy like hunting genetics well. and trophy hunting and like yeah. all that shit um, so like I don't know this movie just doesn't it doesn't build on the mythos but it follows its rules mm. and it, it the the new rule I think that it that it did, and maybe it did this in one of the Alien vs. Predator movies, I don't know, was that whole Predator-Prey kind of vibe, right? Like, if it's not, if it doesn't see you as a threat, then you're not worth its time, and you're not what it's hunting right now. Yeah. Um, and now, I'll, I'll say, a, a, um, not a bad thing, but the only convenience I found in this movie was when the French trappers uh, showed up, Yeah. right? Because you need you need now it's a predator movie and you need a body count of people that you don't feel bad that it's killing, <laughs> and that's fine. Like that's cool. And then we get the gun moment. And we do all that stuff, and that's very neat. Um, but I, I think the, the the thing that really works there is when uh, Naru comes across the skinned buffalo. Yeah, uh, and and it's just it's a really beautiful moment where she, uh, you know, where she says, you know, thanks you, thanks the buffalo on your journey, yeah, and thank you for being here for us. And and she thinks it's the alien at first. Yeah, she does think it's the alien at first. Yeah, which I think is really really amazing, uh, because that, you know, sort of suggests the the in terms of the code of conduct of what the predator is doing, uh, skinning all the buffalo and leaving them out there would just not be in the code of it seems like right. it would not be in the code of conduct right of the but she doesn't know that yeah like, no I, but yeah. that's what's cool about like us as the audience watching the movie is and and why the french trappers are so interesting and fun to watch yeah. is because like you say we don't give a shit if they're if they're murdered off uh, right because they have no they don't have the same code of conduct um, and that's, yeah. and, and, and again, that's why the Comanche, Comanche, uh, are so uh, good at hunting because they have a code of conduct, uh, yeah. you know, and it, and it really, again, there's this moment, uh, towards the back end of the movie when, uh, Tabe comes in to hunt the predator and it is like, it, it's breathtaking. You're sort of watching him going, well, that is an expert hunter who yep. is, I know is going to die in this sequence, <laughs> but at the same time, I am going, that is, that is you know, like, uh, magisterial in terms of the way that they command the hunt and, the, you know, like, knowing what to do and using mm-hmm. their instincts in the right way. Yeah. Um, it's really amazing to watch. Even when Naru uh, fights the trappers herself, she takes out, like, eight or nine of them, and yeah. it's, in my opinion, in the in the mm-hmm. scope of the movie and what it is completely believable based on what her character is and how what, what she knows she when has. to run, right? Like, yeah, she, knows she knows when to and, run. 
Yeah, it like, and I've been I, the the criticism I've seen from a bit. I guess, sorry, I keep using this word of a bit more grognardy uh, uh, community out there that's having a problem with this. For yeah, you know, I'll just say reasons that that we can all discern. Um, it's like, oh, that's unbelievable. I'm like, oh, is that unbelievable? And your alien came down to hunt humans movie, you dumb fuck. <laughs> like, I'm just, I, I get a little bit like, I, I, I'm, I'm really over that shit what i'm over trying to lock into believability when it's convenient based on prejudices <laughs> well actually there's an interesting thing uh because i recall this from the shane black movie which was there's a thing that i found uh defied credulity which was the the idea that olivia munn's character suddenly picked up a machine gun and started firing like like a professional uh professional military person yeah and and it had nothing to do with the fact that she's a woman it had to do with everything with the fact that that there was nothing in her character that suggested that she could do that and it, when she did it i was like oh wait are we just saying she's an action star in this sequence and i also um hedged that by saying uh, male-driven action movies do this all the time, where yep. you know, like I, I remember, this like the goofy guy suddenly picks up a machine gun and starts firing and hitting people. I was like, you know, so so we should we should uh, give it some some sense of you know, like this is the way those movies work. Mm -hmm. But to your point, Prey doesn't do that at all because it's completely you know, like she is a hunt a hunter, and we have demonstrated throughout this that she is incredibly capable while also still learning. And so she is making decisions all the time. And what vanquishes the predator in the end is her ability to outthink the predator. Based on things that she's learned along the way in the hour and some change movies. She's, she's really good at observing what's happening. By the yeah. way, I was also just really hopeful that, is it Sari the dog? I was just, yeah. like, I was just like, for the love of God, don't kill that dog. Do not off. kill that fucking dog. <laughs> and don't you know let what? that dog die. <laughs> but you know what's so interesting? So this is where, okay, let's talk about, let's talk about not necessarily the dog, but sort of the dog proving another thing about the predator as a, as a monster. Right. And this is why I actually don't consider the predator really a monster. It's like a foe. I, like, yeah. I don't even, I, I yeah. get why we do it. So you could put it in that grouping. But like, there's a reason people are psyched to see the predator. Mm. Like, and it's not the same reasons I think that people are psyched to see Freddy Krueger, <laughs> like or like because like the Predator is doing basically it's 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 even though there's a code and like whatever it's doing things that we would consider animalistic. It's it's nature. It's hunting. It's right. it's not. It's you can look look at the morality of what that means, sort of whatever. But it's different than like a child murderer dying in a fire and coming back and haunting and killing teenagers in their dreams. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a there's a at, at a at a weird <laughs> primal level, we're all like, yeah, the predator. That's what the predator does. Like, the predator hunts shit, and like you, you never. I don't know. Do you get what I'm? I, I'm, I'm do, circling do, around a I, point. I read a take uh, this week, which was like, there's there's a version of watching the predator from the point of view of the predator, where he's just coming back, where he was on a hunting trip and his dad got killed, and he's coming back to like take vengeance on the people that killed his dad. You know, like right, yeah. like every generation, the predator is just like pissed off yeah. that his dad, that their parents kind of got killed at some point. Yeah. So they keep coming back. Um, yeah. There's but, a version of this where the where you're watching it just as a predator, as a as a film about a hunter. Yeah. Right, like that is hunting sport. Yep. Um, unfortunately, the only thing is that the 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 hunters are not in fashion in a morality sense uh, because uh, there needs to be a necessity to it. You know, like like when when the oh, I'm not saying the predator is correct. I'm <laughs> yeah. saying I'm saying the methodology of the predator is not only understandable, but it's not at the level where a normal monster is. And and there's also a thing that Tabe I think Tabe says. Which is that when the predator uses um, its um, uh, invisibility, it's it's, yep. it's a shape shift, uh, uh, it's, it's a cloaking device. Cloaking device. I think he says cheater. Yeah, you know, like he shouts cheater to it, and I was like, I was really like, yeah, because in this mano a mano situation, Tabe has proven that he can outfight the predator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the predator, like oh, the the only thing the predator has going for it is superior technology. The thing, the thing I really like about this movie in particular, and I don't think this happened in the first one, but I think you kind of get the you get the vibe of it, mm -hmm. is the predator doesn't start pulling out its toys until it's like, oh fuck, yeah, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. get fucked right. All now. right, now we're using the railgun. Yeah. Like it, it, it's it's like using blades and fists yeah. for a long ass time. It fights a bear. Yeah, like 
And, and, and that moment where it rips the beer in half. Oh, <laughs> so like that's that's my like I like that it's sort of it is it's it's a it's a cowardly expl it's a cowardly explanation, right? Like it's there. It is, oh, but it's also like it's survival mode. You know, it's like, also survival mode. But like, yeah, that's the thing. Like it, it's the reason again. I think why it works as a as a non monster. I'll even say mm -hmm. is it's all understandable. Oh, I'm going hunting. Oh, well, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna bow hunt today. Oh, yeah. fuck the tiger's coming. The tiger's fucking get the gun. Get the gun. Yeah. Like that's where it's kind of like you you understand yeah. the thought process of what would normally be a killing beast of a monster, but it it's it's thinking like a hunt. I don't know. Yeah. I I fucking love well, talking about the predator. <laughs> I think what you're getting into there is again why the screenplay works so well is that the Predator is driven... The, the character of the Predator is presented to us through... Like, their actions are driven by what how we... Th no, we understand their character through the actions they take, which is that, yes, we believe that the Predator has a code. We also believe the Predator is not above cheating. You right. know, like, like so... <laughs> and so we learn that through the way that the character um, acts and behaves. And I think the screenplay by um, Patrick Olsen, uh, Eisen, really just, you know, like... Uh, um, it's it's a yeah. There's probably not a lot of words on the page, but there's a lot of mechanics to this mm -hmm. kind of type of screenplay. And I love this kind of screenplay where it's like we learn about all these characters through the actions they take. You yeah. know, through 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 the choices they make, and those choices become uh, important to how we understand. And what's also even better about that is that the screenplay never loses sight of what. The, the character journey that Naru is going on. You know, again, mm -hmm. the Predator is almost incidental to that character journey. It is about coming into one's own and um, uh, and, and doing what, no, you know, being uh, being unique to, them, to herself at this point. You know, like that's what makes, like Tabe is a better hunter, but she's a smarter hunter. Yeah. And that's the thing that, you know, like is important for her to learn through, you know, through time. And we see it at the beginning with the... Um, with the uh, uh, what is the tool that she the axe that she's using? Uh, tomahawk. The, with the tomahawk, and and she you know oh, that might not technically be a tomahawk. Whatever it is, but the idea you know like that she uh, attaches a rope to it and realizes she can throw it and retract it and throw it you know and, and in the other direction. Um, it's just really like oh that's what she's good at you know like um, yeah. whereas Tabe you know just fires wildly into the sky and will hit a bird you know um, right yeah I mean and and uh, I personally loved the rope training like yeah. I know that that's not a again I've seen that well that's not how it's like, okay who gives a shit they yeah. also don't have shields that can contract out of their fucking arms and then also have bombs that you know whatever like it's just. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I I really liked that element of like that's a weapon that she can use in a in a creative and fun way. Like that's the whole thing about this entire movie. Yeah, it it has a certain amount of toys that it has, but it uses everyone to borderline perfection as far as weapons or fight sequences or or deaths or whatever. It does actually do something uh, which I was kind of shocked to see. It cuts away from a lot of the gore. Mm. More than an, than predator well, movies usually do. I mean, that, there's other still than that gore. Fucking bear, man. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. The, the CG bear ate it pretty hard. But yeah. the, but like, there's lots of like, and like you see the thing and a splash of blood or like something, but you're not seeing like, the the full totalitarian like you know yeah you know decapitations etc. Um, so the logic thing that I I guess. I would, you know, on rewatching it, I, I felt like I just missed something, and, and I'm sure it's actually in the movie. But the idea that the, uh, at the end, the you know, this is a different size, different sort of looking predator than we had seen before. Yes. Obviously, it's a few hundred years earlier as well. Um, but uh, uh, there's a sort of thing which is that when it fires its helmet, where it fires its ro its arrows, the arrows follow where the the direction where the dots the, are where the where the where the helmet is pointing mm -hmm. and naru kind of figures out that if she places the helmet in a way where they will fire back upon the predator uh mm -hmm. i i i missed the logic leap that that happened where that idea got tested or that it idea did get tested it got tested when uh i can't oh man i think it was when they're both of them were fighting it or maybe it was during the um right the she may have observed it or something like yeah, that. yeah yeah she saw the th the arrow bent. oh because the arrow bent and it didn't hit her right 
it like bent around and she saw or something along those lines. So I'm, she knew. It, yeah. it, it wasn't a completely derailing moment for me. Like I was like, I, you know, I'm sure I just missed the thing here. Yeah. You know, like, like I would happily go, I, I would give the movie the benefit of the doubt that that is in the movie somewhere. And I just missed it. Yeah. Also, um, Movie tricked me. She got all muddy, and I was like, "Oh, she's gonna yeah, 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 the thing the, and like the, whatever." The, but it's not. It's the thing that slows your blood and cools you down that makes her hide the the plants that she knew of. Yeah, like, yeah, I thought exactly. That was cool too. That's really cool. It's it's uh, this movie just works on all the right levels, and um, again, it's it's funny when you think about um, uh, you know, like I think you and I both saw the Predator the Shane Black movie in a theater in good sound and good pristine moment. Predators the. Pr- was it called Predators? I thought it's it was just called, called the Predators. Predators. The Predator. Is it? No, there is the, maybe. I don't I thought remember. Predators was the Adrian Brody one, which I heard wasn't Oh, you're bad. right. You are right. Yeah, you yeah. are correct. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, that yeah. One, I heard that, that one, one Slight spoiler, I guess, for that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you know what? If you like the if you like the Predator movies, mm-hmm. go watch. Predi- I, I heard the that was I heard Predators. That, yeah, I heard it wasn't. I, I heard it wasn't terrible, and I like the conceit that you know we are now. On don't, the don't don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Oh, all right, right. That's a, that's a surprise. <laughs> uh, but at any rate, um, what I you know, there's just this amazing thing, which is that uh, I watched this at home, you know, late at night on a on a television screen, not on a projector. Uh, I actually did watch it in HDR, by the way, and it was. Beautiful. It was oh, just good. Just, it was beautiful because it's like HDR being used in the right way, which is right. that it's outdoor, real scenery, nature photography being shot beautifully, yep. and it just like it just looked gorgeous on the screen. That's cool. Um, but uh, you know, there's that thing which is that the probably I'm 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 not actually 100 percent sure on this, but I'm gonna guess that this had a lower budget than the Shane Black movie, uh, which is filled with movie stars, you know, like some quasi-movie stars. I'm guessing it was. I I would struggle to remember a single moment from that movie, whereas this one made a deep impression in terms of like, I will remember this movie, I will talk about this movie, I will send it to people. Whereas that Shane Black movie... I will never think about that movie again, except trying, in relation to this. I was trying to think of a moment because I remember seeing it and having a good time, and I was like, "Wait, what happened?" And the yeah. only thing, the only thing I remember, is they're at some military complex, and the predator bursts out and is running atop a roof. Yeah, that's like the one thing I remember. There's nothing else. Like it's gone. The only thing I remember, the thing I remember most about it was was watching and going, "Travante Rhodes should be a bigger movie star." You know, like yeah, like Dante Rhodes was in the, was in that, and I was like, "Why isn't he the lead? And why isn't he a bigger movie star at this point?" Uh, he has got a. Uh, he, I think he plays Mike Tyson in the new TV show about Mike Tyson coming up. But huh. like, you know, in terms of when we had that conversation, I, I you know, like uh, a while back, and you were like, "Well, I actually enjoyed the movie." I was like, and I didn't mean this like, but I was like. We are never going to remember this movie. Like, we are just not going to remember this movie. And sometimes that's okay. <laughs> uh, I, look, I, I, I don't, I'm going to actually go back and listen to maybe yeah. on twice two speed. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. our, our, our Predators or The Predator, whatever the fuck, the one the one yeah. we did. The Shane Black. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, because I remember not hating the experience, but I also don't remember the movie at all. So, like, <laughs> I can't really speak to that right now. But, but this... There is a there is a reason we will be telling you to go see this movie and the, and it's, and it was exciting to watch and it was um uh it, it functions in a way that really understands the essence of why the John McTiernan movie worked yeah. and it has it has very little to do with the mythology of the predator itself like while that is interesting and unique and beautiful it is because we care about these characters mm-hmm. and the journey that they take and the journey that they take is interesting it's a movie i would recommend uh to almost anyone regardless if you're a, pr- a fan of pr- the predator or not you know like yeah. i think this movie functions in a way um that movies like this should function and i think on that note i'll even double down and say it treats its villain or its monster or whatever you want to call it with the same level of respect that it does its main characters yeah. like you get it you understand what is happening i'm not saying you have to agree with the no, predator yeah. but like you you get what and why and how things are happening yeah um based on things that you view and experience and witness uh, it's not. It doesn't shove bullshit down your throat. It shows. It doesn't tell. And it's very, 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 very effective for a kind of movie like this. And it's just a fucking blockbuster action movie where Native Americans are fighting a prize hunter from space. Yeah. So like, it's fucking dope. Yeah. I I can't. I. It's funny. Are there better movies than this? Sure. 
but like, this is one of those things that like, I am so glad this fits and it isn't so good in this, in this particular lane. Yeah. Uh, because again, I like a whole bunch of different movies, and this one, this one did a lot for me. This one, I, I, have been waiting for Jamie to want to watch it because I want to watch it again on a better screen. Of course, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm uh, even more excited by Dan Drak- Trachtenberg, the director, at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of, of the two movies that, uh, two features that I've seen him do, uh, he has demonstrated that he gets it, man. He's not like, you know, like he's not, he's not selling you bullshit. He, yeah. he gets what, what, what makes these movies great. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Indeed. Well, everyone, this has been the only podcast about the film Prey. Shahir, when you are not utilizing your intricate knowledge of, uh, herbalism to slow down your blood, becoming (laughs) nigh invisible from being hunted by a otherworldly being, where can folks find you? You can find me stalking the halls of the Umbrella Corporation at Resident Evil on my website at www.shahirdaud.com. That's S-H-A-H-I-R-D-A-U-D.com. Matt, when you are surprised at a video game reference uh, in relation to your uh, exquisite uh, commentary, where can uh, people find you? You can find me, thankful I'm not a Jill Sandwich, over at my website, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-K-R-O-L.com, my life and works. Also, Skeletor, the number four, P-R-E-Z on Instagram or PSN. And, of course, Emperor MSK on Twitter. Hmm. Next week, um, we'll be maybe doing Bullet Train? Maybe. I, 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 you know, look, I, there's a part of me that wanted to see Bullet Train in a movie theater. I, I just, the problem with Bullet Train at this point is I feel like, the unlike Prey, which the conversation yeah. is growing... The conversation for Bullet Train is fading as quickly as it came. It's yeah. almost like a train passing through the station. Oh, look at that. I hear good things about Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yeah, uh, another Pete Davidson vehicle, another A24 movie. Um, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Hey, you know what? You know what we could do? Run a poll. Well, sure. But yeah. also, you at home, remember, I'm talking to you specifically, you, that one person me? whose well, name I'm not going to blow. No, not you. The wait, other person. Move wait, away. Step aside. Step aside. About? Right there. Look. There you go. You see? What? Oh, my God, you are not good at this bit. Uh, please email us at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think we should do. And if you tell us early enough, we might do it. Maybe we will. Um, what we thank don't? you so much for listening, uh, inviting us into your ear holes once more. Um, and, yeah, until next time, I'm going to go sit in some air conditioning and be quiet. I've and been pray. all day. And pray. That the power doesn't cut out. I pray every single day. Awesome. Oh no, no. Bye, everyone. Bye.